Welcome back to Insurance Happy Hour. This is Laird. And I'm Becky. And there's a little bit of a lag. <laughs> there's been. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Yeah, so, uh, well, okay, well, we got, uh, we're, we're doing this remote because we got to socially distance, right? Well, I'm remote. Oh, no, but I'm actually in the office. That's, that is correct. <laughs> I'm authorized to be in the office. And I am not. (laughs) But, you know, it kind of reminds me that we're like Rick and Morty, uh, season three of uh, Rick and or season four of Rick and Morty, where, you know, we we had a a really good run of episodes and then boom, we stopped episodes and we were kind of quiet for a while and i think we're back now i think we're we're ready to uh tackle the post uh, covid world when it comes to podcasting well do you even remember our last episode i do not <laughs> it's like it, it's been that long <laughs> it's i you know i'm like uh, i we, we we talked about insurance <laughs> it was with ron berg our first call-in guest and it was in february holy crap was the last time we released an episode so even before shelter in place we were (laughs) we were slacking and recording well you know just the tools that are out there like uh we're using zencaster to record both sides of this conversation but we're using teams to have a face-to-face conversation (laughs) Well, I, we tried the Zencaster. I was like, I'm going to need to like see you. Like the yeah. Zencaster is great for like catching the audio, but the, this whole podcast works because of the con- back and forth between us. And I need to see your face to do that. <laughs> to understand what I'm bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> to know when you're just trying to like get that, push that button really good. Like you do sometimes. Yeah. So uh, we've had a couple of people reach out and <clears throat> say they've they've missed insurance happy hours. So I that made me feel good that uh, we were missed. I know. I ho- I hope this this drop in our feed today is going to be uh, surprising and a welcome surprise for them. Yeah, and and what's going to be odd is it, this this afternoon. And yes, we're recording this on a Friday. This this afternoon is a is a jam packed because I have the all come the all hands meeting at three thirty that we do every single week. And then they have the post uh, happy hour where people get to get together and do a virtual happy hour and all of that. Um, I think it's been pretty cool that, that we've been able to do things like this and, and the, the remoteness of it is, is great, but I, I absolutely miss having people in the office and I miss that interaction because that's how I thrive. Yeah. I, you know, I, I want to be back in the office and even though, Technically, if I wanted to, I could uh, now that it's June um, and we've opened our offices back up. Uh, but it's just not the same. It won't it, it would not be the same right now if I went back and would not be able to have in-person meetings. That, that That's what I would really want in terms of going back to the office to be able to sit down with my team and talk face to face through some of the ideas that we're having and not being able to do that makes going back to the office seem pointless. Yeah. No, I agree. So why are you in the office? (laughs) Uh, I I honestly get more done in the office uh, these days because uh, it just, it's quieter. There's less people here so I can get things done. And, 
not many and, people stopping by going, Laird, I need your help on this thing, or I want to ask yeah, you about that thing. They just do it over chat now, and they, which, which allows me to prioritize it a lot easier than having to do it in, in person. No, and but you know, really, I you know, we, we walked into this episode without a topic, yes, and there, there's one topic that's out there. The, the, <laughs> there's the, only the one. It's the one. I mean, there's, you know, there, there's a lot of things going on in the world right now, but still the, the biggest one in my mind really comes down to how the coronavirus pandemic and the, and the scare and everything related to it just absolutely destroyed the economy. Yeah. And the one part that I actually look back on as, as things do are recovering and yes, I know I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to do a two week uh, um, weather report. Not just a two week. You have to do one for all of May too. <laughs> well, that's what I'm going to do. But yeah, um, so you you have uh, everything from March to April to May, and you just saw a gradual. You know, in March that thing just fell off the cliff, and we're talking about rating. We're talking about the number of transactions and online quote requests. Really, um, the online quote requests stayed up and stayed actually improved because people were socially distancing and whatnot. But then you also had the, the rating component with that dropped off a cliff. I mean, it went, it was 35% at its worst, uh, 35% from normal. Yeah. And it's recovered to the point where it's now close to almost just, you know, five or six below five or 6% below normal, which is really great, but it also shows the resiliency as well as the kind of insulation that the insurance market has when it comes to rating. Uh, you know, these types of things. You still need insurance. You still need auto insurance. You still need home insurance. You still need commercial insurance. I mean, hell, commercial insurance is going to become a big, big topic here over the next couple of months with, you know, not only business interruption, but now riot. And uh, business disruption from the riots and, and, and looting and all that. Their insurance is a critical piece that people need. And it's going to be a cogent conversation for a while now. Yeah. Well, what, what I find to be most interesting is you, the comment you made about the online quote, quote request actually being higher. Um, I feel like the the dip in at least in some weeks that we saw the dip in agent rating through Turborator matched the rise in in uh, the online quotes. So it's not that there were less quotes being done; it was where it was being done. Right. And I think that goes to what we've certainly been saying, and other people have been saying in the industry for a long time now, is that it is so important to provide that digital customer experience to consumers because that is what they want. That is what they have been trained to do and to expect. And now with the pandemic, that was what they were forced to use. They could no longer walk into an agency and ask for a quote. They were going online. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it's, it's amazing. There, there was quite a few agencies that, you know, they, they succumbed to the fear. Yeah. They, they were 
oh, my business, you know, I'm going out of business. And we're like, whoa, wait, wait, wait. You can't, you can't look at it that way. Is that, yes, there's a decline, but the, the beauty of insurance is that there's commissions, there's, uh, you know, retention bonuses, there's uh, contingency bonuses. There's all these um, levers that, that help an insurance agency weather these types of storms. And... <clears throat> Really, at this point, I mean, I'm not going to say that insurance agents are recovered. I just think that they're almost there. And the ones that were strong and resilient beforehand, that they had a great marketing plan, that they had good technology, that they had good people, good processes, everything in there, they're going to be easily um, the ones that come out of this unscathed. You know, we get a few nicks and all of that, but overall, they're going to be good. Yeah, I I totally agree. And I've certainly seen some agents that have either doubled down on their marketing or have pivoted their marketing and their what they are doing uh, in terms of trying to generate quotes. Instead, they're reaching out and um, to their current clients to say, are you trying to save money? Can we, you know, do you want, we can look at shopping your policy, whatnot, be more proactive instead of letting those policies cancel for non-payment. Yeah. No, the, the, the proactive rewrite, uh, the rewrites, renewals, the, the downgrades, let's try to be creative of saving the policies has absolutely been successful. I mean, we saw an uptick in rewrite renewal and, you know, existing new business rewrites. So, um, you know, completely changing coverages and, and levels and all of that. Um, so, yeah. It was, it's, it's interesting. So what, since you had, didn't publish a weather report this week, what, what was the data last week? Did it, was it still holding at 5% below or was it increased yeah, a little it, bit more? It, it, it actually stayed right at the same. Okay. It, hmm, interesting. What I find also interesting is the analysis of the state by state difference, right? How, how the states that still have, or still have, still did have shelter in place directives, their quote volume remained way below expectations, whereas the states that had started opening up actually were at or above expectations. Yeah, no, um, I couldn't couldn't agree more. And it, it it it's amazing whenever politics shows up. Now I don't I don't want to get into the whole you know blue states versus red states and how blue states are being a lot more. Closed-minded. I mean, you you would put those being New York, uh, Washington, California, Illinois. Um, they're they're really being very closed-minded um, in terms of reopening businesses, and it shows directly in the numbers. And they're start they're starting to go. Oh, California is starting to open up because they're realizing that this overreaching. Um, this overreaching of let's just lock everything down has destroyed businesses and they have businesses. They're act, you know, my boy Elon Musk is actively saying, Hey, let us reopen or we're going to move to Texas or Utah. Well, he also just said, screw you. I'm going to go to work anyway. (laughs) And that's when I think they were kind of like, okay, yeah, we'll we'll allow it. Yeah. Well, I I just, I, I love the, if you don't want to play my way, I'm going to pack my ball and I'm going to go, Go home. <laughs> I'm going to go to Texas. 
But um, yeah, it, it, it is amazing. When it, whenever you look at the states that are still clo- technically closed or had indefinite shelter in place orders, their quote volumes are just depressed as all can be. And then, but you see states reopen and there's about a, a few days, like just a couple day lag. You'll see quote volumes start going way up yeah. and, and improving. So it's really cool to see consumer confidence and the the economy kind of restarting another one it's it, there's a data point that i can't share in the uh, in the weather report because it's not ours um but i'm sure uh, there's a carrier out there that actually shares some data with me and they have a mobile device app that you you know you track your mileage and you get pay per mile type of thing whatever it's not metro mile um but what they've done is they've kind of shared with me and you can see it the number of drivers is just going up and up and up and yeah. you know it's returning back to normal in fact it's not far from normal i mean i've going home from from the office on the days that I've come up here absolutely absolutely traffic jams like what the like I thought everybody was at home and the reality is not everybody's at home and ITC closed we we closed at the beginning of March we shut everything down we just said March hey we're home what it was March 13th yep and we just said hey Everybody go go work from home, and we were able to convert to that in just a couple days. But it was amazing driving around and hearing stories of how many businesses could not work remote yeah. or wouldn't let their. I, I mean, I came up to the office one day, and all the businesses over here on the other side of the street packed. Really, like business as usual. It's like pack, 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 and then over here you go, my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know that that was the other thing is a lot of things that the uh, the technology side of the insurance industry has been pushing for a while, like browser based rating and management systems and uh, automated marketing and websites and online rating forms. All of these were really good um, precursors to making it available to run your business remote. Um, you know, agencies, I would say in the mid 2000s, they embraced voice over IP mm-hmm. because they stopped wanting to have PB, you know, phone systems. I mean, phone systems used to be you had to have a big box and they were expensive and all that. And then you now have voice over IP systems that make life way easier. And so a lot of insurance agencies were already, they were ready for this. All of their tools were online. They could do them on a, on a browser or even on an iPad. They could forward their phones to their cell phones and their business didn't miss a beat. The only part that missed the beat was actually the number of trans, you know, number of people requesting quotes. Yeah. So I, I'm, you know, I, I would say I'm thoroughly impressed with how the insurance industry has handled this from an agency standpoint. Now we can talk about the carrier side. <laughs> you want to talk about the carrier side? We can talk about the carrier side. Because on the carrier side, I, I think that um, I even hinted in it in, in the weather report, and I. I Sometimes, you know, when, when I feel that I'm right, I kind of want to call it out and say, well, I was right. 
the problem is, is that if you're ever wrong, then you got to call out that you're wrong. And that's never fun. But um, on the carrier, on the carrier side, they overreacted carriers way overreacted. These uh, claim, you know, the, everybody going, well, claim, you know, driving's down. So claims are down. Well, that's perfectly fine. At the same time that everybody wasn't driving, nobody was on the road, there were people doing cannonball runs across the United States trying to get the fastest time across the United States. And, and, the, and I think the average speed across the United States was like 118 miles an hour. From New York to Los Angeles, 118 miles an hour. Wow. Okay. And, but... Um, so frequency, yeah, it dipped down, but severity went up because people were driving faster. Crashes were happening, you know, uh, whenever, while they were down a little bit in terms of numbers, the crashes were more severe. So there was more um, damage, cost, loss of life, whatever. And um, it, it's going to turn out, I, I, I will tell you that it will turn out that insurance carriers are going to say we should not have given that refund. Yeah. I, I can see that because there, there's certainly been a lot of stuff I've seen and read about how there may be fewer people on the road, or at least in April, early May, when there was still shelter in place, but there were still accidents happening. There was, uh-huh. there was, you know, still claims events happening and that didn't change. And, you know, so a lot of people had to drive. Mm hmm. I mean, a lot of people had jobs that they had to be at. They had, I mean, but going back to the, there was a lot of companies that just could not go work from home. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people had to drive. And then the other side of, of those, those refunds that I found horrible was the fact that they were honestly pittance. I mean, it's like $20. Yeah. You're getting 20 bucks back. You know, oh, meanwhile, you know, your bill is, you know, at the the lowest end of your bills. I mean, and, and by the way, non-standard, the, the $39 uh, liability ones, they're not giving refunds at all. You know, these, you're getting refunds if you're paying, you know, $1,200 a, a year or more or something like that. And you're, you're just looking at it going, hmm. They're, they're, I'm just, I'm just amazed that uh, the carriers and, and it was funny. It was a race to see who could announce the most, the fastest. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was like well, as soon as like they just all popped up. Like it was fastest question. We're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this. It's like oh my gosh, you guys, like calm yourselves. Again, I, I think that that was uh, social pressure. I think people were. Oh yeah. People are like, oh, well, we're not driving as much, so we should get a discount on our insurance. And you're like, mm, it, it doesn't really work that way. It, it comes down. Insurance is 95% statistics and 5% luck. <laughs> now, I will tell you, some carriers have told me that um, luck is more than just a 5%. little bit <laughs> Yeah, because, um, you, you know, think about it. What if what if you just had a real, like you were in, I don't know, uh, we'll use Texas as an example, is that you have a really good marketing rep in North Texas, 
And that marketing rep just completely gets your market that, you know, all the agencies in North Texas love your product, but you have a product that goes all the way around the state. And you have a, you know, a halfway middling person down in South Texas who doesn't really do a good job and you don't have a lot of active agencies down in, in uh, South Texas. And then a hurricane or a flood comes in and like wipes out Houston. And then you're like going, well, I didn't have many policies because I didn't have much agents down there. It just comes down to luck. Um, you, you know, there, there's been, uh, Justin talked about this once, I think, is that his house was completely unscathed from a, a hailstorm and all the houses around him were just totally wrecked. And it, 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 it comes down to luck. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things this, one of the uh, effects this pandemic has had on the industry that, that makes me a little sad is all of the conferences getting canceled, right? I mean, as they should be, but this is, it's June. This is normally huge trade show season and nothing's happening. And it feels very weird to not biggest, be doing any of that. Yeah. The biggest, the biggest show um, in the biggest agency show in the nation, in my opinion, and I think I'm right is FAI. Paul and the FAIA team has done a phenomenal job creating a great show that brings a ton of value to people coming out to it. Um, and it's massive and they had to cancel it. Yep. And what I would say is, you know, probably one of the, maybe the second largest show would be agents Alliance in California. It's in late September and there's a lot of questions to say. Do, do is we going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. I know. So I'm, yeah, I, I agree with you. And that's, I missed that. Like I caught myself missing that. Like I, um, I had to fly out to North Carolina, um, in my plane drink, <laughs> drink my coffee. Um, but, um, we, we uh, I, I flew out there and I had to do my, my, my flight training. That's why I was out there. But um, me and my flight instructor, we were talking about, because he also flies for American Airlines. And he was going, man, it's just odd not traveling, like having zero travel. And I'm like, I know I'm staying in a hotel for the first time in a very long time. <laughs> your status? How's your, how's your status? Is it? Oh, yeah, I don't. Well, like American, they, they've said that uh, they, they're going to move status to next year. So they're going to give everybody one more year. But Marriott, I've stayed five or six nights this year as a whole. Usually I stay close to 100 nights in hotels. And, and I've got like five nights right now. <laughs> You're going to lose your Marriott status. I think a lot of people are going to lose their status. Probably. You're I mean, not um, I, another time that I stayed in a hotel since all this, and it was a uh, 14-story hotel, and they had one person staying per floor. They had 14 guests in a 14-story building. Wow. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, that, that puts it into perspective of how little people are actually traveling. Yeah. Yeah. You can space you out that much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, it, it's it's super odd times. Like, it, it just, everything, 
I think that, you know, there's a lot of frustration that everybody has is everybody does not like being cooped up. A lot people don't like being told that they've got to stay home. And I think it's coming to bear now, you know? Oh yeah. Well, you know, there's, there's still, I think there's a lot of, well, it doesn't seem as bad as everybody made it out to be. So why am I still doing this? Why am I still staying at home? Why do I, why can't I go to the movies? Why can't I go see a band play? And which I understand, but it's also, you know, we stayed home for a reason not to stop it, but to slow it down. And we did that. That was successful. And that's why it's not as bad as it could have been because it worked. And the hard, this is the hard part. Now the hard part was in April. The hard part was still doing the things we need to do while we try to have some normalcy so we can, right. We, you know, you wear your mask, you wash your hands all the time, you know, all of those things. Um, And it's, it, this is a time where it's hard to keep doing it because it doesn't feel as big of a threat as it did in April. Yeah. I, I went to CVS and um, I, I just got out of the car, was walking in and I took one step into CVS and everybody was wearing a mask. And I'm like, Oh crap. I'm not wearing a mask. So I didn't <laughs> go back to grab my mask. Cause you're right. I was just thinking, Hey, this is what it, what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I go to the grocery store and I'll see there. I see people not wearing masks. So it's like people it's, it's hard to feel it at the threat that it still is now that it's now that we seem to be past the biggest scare part of it. But I, I worry about the, a second peak. You know, there, there's going to be, there's going to be an increase of it. There's, there's all that. And you, you know, until there's a vaccine, there's only one, one resolution for it. It's herd immunity. And that's that that sucks is that what you have to do is you have to protect vulnerable populations but you know we've had a few people at itc um get it all good you know and uh, they're they're all they're they're all doing well afterwards and so they're like you know what it sucked, but it's not as bad as people are making it out to be. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not a vulnerable population. And that, that goes into Americans. You know, I don't want to get into a whole conversation about how American society has become. Um, I, I, I think aloof. I, I can't even put all the, all the adjectives of what society has become as Americans, but um, y- you know, First of all, social media has given people, it has empowered people to, uh, you know, be brave behind a computer, but then they're not really brave in real life. Mm. And they're, you know, um, that, that's, that's one example. But also, you know, we have such a short mind, uh, a short uh, attention span. Can't even think because I've got a short attention span. Um, <laughs> we have a short attention span as the as a as a country, and you, you know what? I, people forget quickly. You know, polit- from politics to um, to stuff in the media to the coronavirus, people have just forgotten about it and moved on from it, and they're bored and they're tired of it. And it's no longer, you know, cool to get on Instagram and take pictures of your crocheted mask and say, you know, virtual virtue signaling that you are a 
really cool because you're wearing a mask. No shit. Everybody's wearing a mask. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting. I was talking to a friend of mine. She lives in Shanghai and the difference in, in the culture there versus here, you know, everyone there is like a mask. Like it, that, that is a thing over there and it is norm. Here, it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt that they're the, <laughs> the pollution is asinine. No, you know, the, but they've gotten used to that. It has become a norm to wear a mask even before all of this. And so the, that's, that's just everyone, everyone's accepted that and it's fine here. The, yes. You have a majority of people wearing masks when they go out, but I, there are people who don't and refuse to. And that is just a complete difference in that's just the difference in our culture as uh, in America is that there a lot of people just don't want to be told what to do. I don't mm-hmm. feel like this is important, so I'm not going to do it. I don't care who says I should. Yep. Can't agree more. So. Does it do we, do we want to talk about what we're doing this? Weekend? <laughs> do you have weekend plans? Uh, you, you know what? I, I think that the majority of my weekend plans have become, uh, domestic, um, clean, like I, you've I'm, become me. I know. Well, shit. <laughs> I, I cook, I bake, I, uh, you know, I clean, I, I am, it's now to the point that it's, uh, it, it, it it's just, uh, I need to get out of the house. <laughs> I, you can't give me a hard time for being domestic anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you are not allowed, sir. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, I went to a bar. I'm going to go up uh, and I'm going to clean my vehicle. So I'm going to clean my plane, my car, and my truck. That is what I'm doing this weekend because uh, flying, you know, Nearly uh, over 2,000 miles to North Carolina and back. I killed a couple million bugs with my wings. Nice. So they, it, it looks like someone peppered my plane. <laughs> and so I'm, uh, I, I need to, to sit down and wash it. And washing a plane is a lot different than washing a car. It, it involves ladders and you can't just sit there and hose it down because water can get in certain places and all that. So it, it's a manual job. So it's going to take me all weekend. And it's going to be hot. So good luck with that. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> You'll figure it out when you're standing out there sweating. <laughs> You know what? I was thinking about this. Becky was talking about on the podcast that it, that it was going to be hot. You know what? She was right. <laughs> I am sweating in places that I did not know I had sweat glands. <laughs> yep. But, uh, well, I'm glad we're back doing this. Me too. Yeah. However, I'm 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 gonna be I'm gonna flip out about the quality while I'm I'm editing this down. I know you are, and I know that's a big reason why you haven't wanted to record up until now is because the sound quality would not meet your standards. Yeah, and and actually, um, I found a way that you can hook up our our main mics to your computer, and then that's what we're gonna use. Okay. So, um, and and we'll actually use these headsets and and all of that, but I'll just. You know, drop so it off on your. I was going to say, I need to drive out to the office and pick up the mic. No, no, no. I'll just, I'll just do a drive by. You know, it, there we go. 
<laughs> but uh, all right, well, let's wrap this up. Ah, well, dear listeners, what's been going on with you these last few months in our in our absence? Uh, hit us up on Twitter. I am Becky L. Schroeder. Laird is L. Ricksford. You can tweet using the hashtag Insurance Happy Hour. We're also on LinkedIn if you want to do that instead. If you want. If you want. And if you haven't already, uh, subscribe so that if we have to miss several more months because of something else that comes up, who knows, uh, you won't miss when we come back. Yeah. Well, everybody, thanks for uh, bearing with us as we uh, took a little bit of a break. Uh, I think the world needed uh, a, a, its own breather. But uh, thanks for uh, listening as we're back. And as always, thanks for listening. One thing about this whole coronavirus stuff is it has turned people into alcoholics. So we might have more listeners. <laughs> Everyone's looking for a happy hour. Yeah, everybody's looking for a happy hour. So they're going to like, you know, we were the original virtual happy hour. You know, we were the ones that were doing this beforehand. And, you know, we've continued doing this. We just haven't been recording it. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, there's definitely been lots of conversations over virtual drinks. <laughs> so um, as, as one of the things that I've been, I've been doing is, is to get out of the house and, and get away f- and, and allow myself to still socially distance. I've been going on walks and I have started to develop uh, every day that I walk on a trash day. I've started to develop profiles of people based upon the amount of liquor or beer bottles in their trash. <laughs> Yes, that has definitely probably gone up. And so uh, whenever I'm walking around, I, I, I've, I've hit a couple houses that I'm like, either A, they started Alcoholics Anonymous, or B, that they should. And I start to like look at it and go like, I, I walk by their house every few days and I'm like, holy crap, they've gone through three more bottles of vodka. <laughs> the big like handles. Oh, oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, in, in a couple of them, I've just said, hey, they're making hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah. 